Support for today's Heat Treat Radio episode is provided by the Quintus eBook, High Pressure Heat Treatment, leading the renaissance of hot isostatic pressing. Get it today at www.heattreattoday.com forward slash ebook. And welcome to Heat Treat Radio, a podcast from Heat Treat Today. Whether you're listening to us or tuning in via video on heattreattoday.com forward slash radio, we're glad to have you. At the front of some major developments in heat treat technologies is Slavomir Pozniak, CEO of Seco Warwick, and he is talking about the latest trends in heat treat, especially the technologies his company is leading with, as well as the effect of the war in Ukraine. Slavomir has been leading Seco Warwick out of the company's headquarters in Poland since 2019. He takes pride in their commitment to providing heat treat equipment and more to manufacturers from various sectors for around the world. Let's join them now. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. So the first thing I want to ask you is last time we met it was in, or last time we spoke in an interview was actually 2019. Right. And we were in Germany at, at, uh, Term process. at, at Term Process. Right. And, you yeah. were just you were just getting into the, the CEO fresh, fresh in the role, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to just ask: four years. We're basically coming up on four years. How has it been for you personally and for the company? But I'm curious for you personally: has it been good? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. It was a very nice time, and uh, I was not expecting uh, so many, you know, challenges, especially. You know, since I uh, took a role in 2018, it was June, and we started to work on the new strategy for the company, for the group, and then COVID came. Pandemic changed everything, and uh, so we had to uh, implement uh, a lot of, you know, changes in the company, cope with all the challenges. Uh, but it was a good time, absolutely very good time, and uh, many things uh, uh, happened to the company, positive things, and we grow up uh, with a business. We re reorganize uh, uh, our companies, um, especially in China and uh, in US. And uh, I see it very successful. And uh, I have a great team to co you know, to work yeah. with, and the team supports me since I'm with the company for more than 20 years. So yeah. I know all the people very well, and they cooperate and support me every day. So it was very good time for me and i'm looking forward you know uh, to have another couple of years you yeah. know to run the business <laughs> well and that's it and i will talk a little bit later about the you know what what you're looking forward to but in one sense really this year maybe maybe portions of 2022 but definitely 2023 will kind of be back to almost like a normal year no very limited it looks COVID. like it looks like it looks like however we still feel the impact of uh, the war in ukraine yes. and uh, the global supply chain has been deteriorated by pandemic and then yeah. it followed by by the war in europe and so we had to also reorganize the, the way how we do the things in the company yeah. but you're right uh, the business is good today and uh, although we see some recession on the horizon uh, but uh, this year is extremely good for for the company and uh, extremely good in us but uh, also we see a good business in asia in europe yeah. Pretty much uh, all the markets are, are growing and booming and uh, our companies uh, in the group are also having good business and um, new products are also implemented were implemented on the on the market in the last couple of years. 
And so we see a good future. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I also understand that there's a 60th anniversary coming up here for. Yeah, yeah. This tell us a little bit about that. Coming for Retech. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the company was uh, established in 1963. That's right. So next year we we would like to celebrate uh, 60th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, for 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 Retech in Buffalo, New York State, and uh, yeah, this is something uh, which uh, keeps us energized about the U.S. market. Yeah. And uh, we would like to also uh, highlight uh, our footprint on U.S. market because we have actually three companies. We have yeah. Retech, we have, we have Seco Vacuum Technologies and Seco Recorporation. Yeah. And so we would like to also see the companies working together and uh, we see a big interest from U.S. customers to get equipment made in U.S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Retech uh, produces uh, vacuum metallurgical equipment in United States. We would like to also build vacuum furnaces in U.S. and uh, obviously Sikori Corporation. They are in business for so many years and so we would like to continue with uh, production of uh, uh, atmospheric furnaces and aluminum process furnaces uh, and also we think about aluminum raising equipment to be built yeah. in us for you uh, north american customers right right well i know that there's i want to i want to delve deeper into the north american strategy here in just a little bit but the before i do just want to back up and talk about seco warwick corporate or seco warwick organization i we mm -hmm. i call it seco warwick group i know it's seco warwick sa i believe but the Seagull Warwick Group and Strategies. I know you guys are a technology company primarily, right. right? I know you manufacture equipment, but I know the emphasis has always been that you are a technology company. I'm kind of curious what our listeners could be looking forward to in the next couple of years as far as technologies that might be coming down the pike. Yeah, yeah, well, good question. Yeah, you're right. We are a typical technological company, engineering company, uh, which provides... Uh, technological solutions for our customers. So we do not only provide the equipment, uh, but we provide the complete solutions for our customers. And uh, what we see on the market is a big interest in, we call it the green technologies, all the technologies yeah. which are in line with the um, directions uh, given by a global trend of uh, reducing of carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. So we have a very nice technologies we can, which can provide the solutions for our customers, like low pressure carburizing, uh, zero flow nitriding, uh, and all the other technologies which also reduces uh, the um, time for the process and energy consumption. We call the green technologies and uh, we see a big boom because uh, the carbon footprint needs to be reported and uh, by our customers and we have to also provide the report okay what was the carbon footprint uh, generated during production of our equipment but also what our equipment will produce during mm -hmm. a process i mean what will be the emission of, of uh, uh, co2 and we have uh, some we have some solutions which reduce significantly the uh, emission of uh, carbon uh, dioxide and then uh, this is what our customers are looking for. Also we see a big interest in conversion of uh, heating systems from gas to electrical because customers can can buy mm -hmm. green uh, electrical energy and they cannot buy the green gas, right? <laughs> <Not> obviously. <laughs> so much, yeah. yeah. Not unless you do hydrogen which isn't quite ready. Yet. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, so all these technologies and uh, 
are very much uh, in, in I mean in, in big interest of our <coughs> of our customers and so this is why we are forcing also the new development of our solutions and to replace all technologies like um, gas carburizing by low pressure carburizing uh, and, and this is uh, what we see on the horizon uh, also immobility all the you know, car manufacturers they are declaring that uh, by 2035, they will be not producing any longer uh, internal combustion engines in cars. Yeah. So we have a great product uh, for brazing of uh, uh, battery coolers for, for electrical vehicles, uh, aluminum brazing um, process. And this equipment is produced in Europe and in China, and we provide uh, the solutions for global OEMs for various locations uh, worldwide yeah and this is also we see a booming technology and uh, with the growth of uh, immobility we also see a growth of our business yeah H have you seen much of the have you seen much of the growth in the green movement have you seen it as much in north america as you're seeing in other regions of the world uh, we see some interest of uh, some of the customers is not as as big as it is in europe yeah. but considering the global supply chain uh, even us cast our us customers uh, when they will produce some components they will need also to be in line with this global strategy yeah. and because the end users the customers of, of users of the components which are heat treated in our equipment they will ask for the certification of the carbon footprint so this is why uh, it is still not on the level as we see in Europe, but we see more and more um, customers, companies uh, asking for green solutions because they yeah. need to also be in line with the trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was wondering because you, you do tend to hear that the uh, the North American market tends to be a little slow on the on the uptake on these <laughs> on these green things. So I was just kind of curious. But since we're talking about North America, I think what's going to be of of probably most interest to our listeners is going to be the strategy mm -hmm. of the SECO group in North America. So what light can you shed on what the plans are for North America over mm -hmm. the next five, 10 years? Yeah, it's a very good question. And uh, this is uh, the right time uh, because we are working about the strategy now and for the entire group and uh, particularly for US market. We yeah. have three companies uh, in US and we would like to build more equipment. This is in line with the interest of our customers. This uh, trend of reshoring and moving business back to North America, mm -hmm. particularly to US, but also we see some, some, uh, some growing business in Mexico. And to serve better the market, to provide quicker the solutions, uh, we would like to build more equipment in US. And uh, we see this this trend and a lot of businesses are moving uh, their production from Southeast Asia, particularly from China back yeah. to US. And uh, we can provide the solutions to help our customers uh, to you know, run the day pro productions uh, within the cost um, uh, uh, effective uh, way, mm -hmm. uh, having this uh, green technologies, but also technologies which can reduce the uh, cost of the production cost of heat treatment processes yeah. and uh, metallurgical processes as well. And so this is why we would like to build more equipment here. Retech, uh, our company, uh, which provides uh, metallurgical, vacuum metallurgical solutions. 
are very busy with the new locations and uh, we have a lot of projects which are fully made in US and uh, we are now analyzing to uh, how to cope also with the challenge of US market to build equipment vacuum furnaces also in US because yeah, yeah. until today we only import the vacuum furnaces from Poland mm -hmm. but uh, in Poland in Europe in general uh, the um, lead time of some components and also cost of uh, energy yeah. and labor is also growing so we would like to build uh, vacuum furnaces also in US to yeah. better serve uh, our customers so this will be the, the main focus for the next uh, few years to uh, reinforce our um, operation uh, processes here in US and also to um, organize uh, the way how to serve US market by local manufacturing here. Yeah. So I think it would be helpful to to delineate the three companies that you're talking mm -hmm. about, the North American companies. So let's just talk for a, a minute about, and, and maybe we can hit on the strategies for mm -hmm. each of these companies, all of them understanding more, wanting to do more manufacturing here in North America and service the North American market. Retech recently moved, in a sense, yes. moved from yeah. Ukiah, California. There's still an office yeah. there, I understand. But tell us a little bit about yeah. that move yeah. and then where are we going in the next five years, specifically with Retech? Yeah, we moved uh, from California to, to Buffalo, New York. Uh, roughly three years ago yeah. and we have a very nice facility we are quite busy there with uh, production and assembly of uh, vacuum metallurgical equipment for which is, which is basically vacuum melting equipment. Vet, vacuum melting equipment right okay. like uh, uh, plasma equipment electron beam equipment and uh, we would like to even uh, look for more space because we have so many <laughs> projects today on hand yeah so this is um, about Retech. We still have an office in uh, uh, California, in Ukiah, because we still have some some uh, good employees there and which contributes to the to the good performance of the company. And we would like to maintain this office in, in California. So this is about Retech. And uh, speaking about Seco Vacuum Technologies, uh, we would like to, as I mentioned, start building equipment also for US market or North American market in US. Yeah. And uh, we have a new setup a uh, new office and new facility with some floor space where we can also assemble the furnaces. We would like to start from assembly and later gradually we would like to develop um, uh, the processes and also to build completely the equipment here in US. And Sikowari Corporation, uh, we just hired a new managing director in June this year, yeah. Yeah. Marcus Lord, and um, his main focus is to grow our business in US, uh, particularly for uh, aluminum uh, process uh, equipment and also for thermal uh, equipment and uh, our goal is to um, build equipment in US uh, maybe not uh, in-house fabrication but uh, use our yeah. su subcontractors and then to do the assembly uh, on the facility which we are also looking for to set up some facility in US yeah 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 so you so the uh, retech has moved basically manufacturing. There's still have you still have an office in Ukiah, California, but you moved manufacturing now to Buffalo. Seco Seco Vacuum Technologies still located in Meadville, but not in the previous building, and yeah. and they do have some manufacturing capabilities now. Although there's not a lot, there's not really any manufacturing going on here except for you know spare parts. I assume some spare parts and some retrofits like hot zones. Yeah, we yeah, can do. Yeah. But the, but the goal over the next five years is to start doing yeah. uh, actual uh, new equipment building here right. Of, right. of the heat treat vacuum furnaces. 
And then the last company was Seco Corp, which is big, let's say in aluminum. And, and, and yeah. thermal general, yeah, general, general, thermal yeah. equipment. And there you're gonna continue to- We would like to continue with this business and yeah. uh, and build gotcha. equipment in US. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So that gives us a sense of, uh, of the direction over the next X five years yeah. or so. We'll return in just one moment, but first a word from our sponsor. Are you part of a forward thinking team? Are you looking for resources to help you understand cutting edge technologies and heat treat? If so, you have to check out the free ebook, High Pressure Heat Treatment, Leading the Renaissance of Hot Isostatic Pressing. This short resource is provided by Heat Treat Today through a partnership with the great people over at Quintus Technologies. In High Pressure Heat Treatment, Leading the Renaissance of Hot Isostatic Pressing, you'll learn critical, need-to-know knowledge about high-pressure heat treating, as well as where the technology is going. Download high-pressure heat treatment, leading the renaissance of hot isostatic pressing to find out more. Again, your copy to freely download is at www.heattreattoday.com forward slash ebook. Now, back to the episode. The other thing I think would be interesting for the listeners to hear is, is not so much heat treat related, but it has more to do with your the geography of your mm -hmm. of the home headquarters being in Poland. Uh, you know, Poland's had been in the news quite a bit, primarily because of the the war with uh, between Russia yeah. and Ukraine. How has that in, impacted your company mm -hmm. and maybe individuals in your company? But more specifically, has it impacted your ability to to manufacture in mm -hmm. Poland? Yeah, it was a big, uh, big uh, uh, shock for everyone. Uh, end of February this year, when uh, the invasion of Russia happened to Ukraine. Uh, for our company, <clears throat> there was a mm, the main the main hit was uh, linked with the supply chain of some materials, especially commodities like steel, which uh, was uh, supplied for many many years from either Ukraine or from Russia. Mm. And uh, then the um, prices of energy, like gas, electricity, also increased yeah. significantly. And uh, we also had some businesses uh, in uh, Russia. We have a company, still we have a company in Russia to provide the services and sales. Mm -hmm. But we stopped uh, pretty much uh, all the activities there. We, just we have just completed all the contracts and then we are not promoting our equipment there. We are not um, providing any, any quotes to Russian customers. We stop our activities there. But it was not a big impact on our business because the volume of the business in Russia was not yeah. so big. However, uh, since the war started, we have uh, realized that a lot of customers uh, linked Poland with Ukraine as a, you know, mm. uh, as a country which is very close and any time can be, you know, in the in the conflict. Yeah. So many customers were quite worried about the situation, and uh, they started to ask us, "Okay, is our project safe? Mm -hmm. Can you still deliver our project?" Yeah. yeah. And so we had to guarantee it uh, and confirm that okay, everything is fine, and so we can run the projects. Uh, there was a time, especially in the second quarter of this year when the delivery time of some materials were extended because yeah. of the situation. Uh, but it has been uh, uh, improved and so today we don't see much impact on it. Yeah, 
obviously from the job market perspective it was also a significant uh, impact because many uh, migrants moved from Ukraine to, right. to Poland. Oh, I think Poland was the number yeah. one country to, to, to take most in. Yeah? yeah, exactly, exactly. And so we organized also a lot of support uh, as a company, as a, as a, as a individuals of, of, mm -hmm. of our company, also private activities also to support Ukrainians and mm -hmm. immigrants. And uh, yeah, there was a, from one side, we have uh, seen some uh, shock and uh, some impact on our business. From the other side, a lot of companies also started to think differently. Uh, pandemic was the first uh, uh, yeah. shock three years ago and uh, impacted the global supply chain of many, many materials and, and goods. And then this, this war was a second wave of, let's say, uh, uh, of impact on, on the businesses. And we see that uh, some companies decided to move their businesses to change the supply chain and uh, we, i can say that we even benefited from that because we yeah. see some growing business because the situation yeah 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 because the situation and uh, at the end uh, i would not say that uh, you know the war is not a good thing obviously but right. uh, it is uh, also positive thing for businesses yeah right, right we also have some solutions for for defense industry and we see also growing interest uh, not only in europe but globally yeah. yeah on investment in the capital equipment for increasing the production of uh, some defense equipment yeah munitions or whatever the case may be <laughs> i was listening to a podcast this morning they were talking about how the uh the munitions industry in the United States is actually doing very well because they're trying—they're actually, yeah. you know, trying to trying to pr produce a lot more to ship to Ukraine, exactly. as well as limited, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you've had the, over the last over your first four years in office, you know, as as the CEO, you've had to deal with the pandemic. You've got the war uh, breaking out. I know there's some other there are some other issues that. Uh, such as labor shortages, you mm -hmm. you mentioned supply chain yeah, yeah. issues and things of that sort what what is keeping you up at night worrying let's say if there is something mm -hmm. over that, that as you're looking forward what are the what are the things that you're concerned about yeah obviously the there are some things and uh, one you just mentioned about the uh, labor market yeah yeah we know that the demographic factors are, are you know very 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 bad <laughs> for yeah. many many countries and uh, including china which is today is okay but if you look on the long term the demographic uh, demography is is, is um, not doesn't look good yeah and uh, so we are focusing now how to replace the human factors by uh, automations how okay. to simplify the processes how to implement the solutions which uh, does not require uh, a lot of uh, labor and uh, so automation is one thing and uh, simplification of some processes standardization of of some solutions especially for uh, vacuum equipment which which we focus on the last few years which uh, save us a lot of uh, headache because we were able to reduce the uh, manpower required to build the furnaces yeah. Uh, so second uh, second area is definitely the geopolitical situation, especially tensions on the line between US and China. Yeah, we have a lot of businesses in China today, and also we export from China uh, to uh, to other countries. So this is something which we have to also look very carefully how to really cope in the case if there will be any any further escalation of some sanctions or 
limitations on the business and possibility to export our equipment. Mm -hmm. So this is why we would like to also uh, focus more uh, in coming years on Indian market and we would like to set up uh, production capacity in India and pr okay. to produce more equipment and then also particularly serve Indian market which is growing and we see a lot of potential in India but also later to use uh, our capacity there to export some equipment out of India and to serve also other markets. Yeah. So this is uh, our focus for the next few years and uh, yeah, I think geopolitical situation is the, I think the 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 thing which is out of our control, and this yeah, is something which everybody. yeah for everyone <laughs> for everybody, yeah. because even the job market, as I said, we we can cope somehow. We can also attract our employees, uh, and we can attract potential employees also to jo join our company, and uh, we can uh, do some uh, special you know activities, but with geopolitical situation, you can do nothing. Yeah, so yeah. you have to just. We're at the we're at the we're at the mercy of the of the yeah. leaders, which is always a scary thing. Let me ask you a direct question. So you've you've talked a lot about green technologies. Is it safe for us to say that Seco is still in the business and is addressing the business of the the more conventional gas fired type equipment around the globe, or is are you moving away from that? Mm -hmm. Basically, just saying, I'm you know what. We're going to mothball some of these other technologies. We're just going to focus on green stuff. Yeah, we do less and less uh, gas-fired uh, equipment and um, particularly gas-fired equipment uh, was in general atmospheric type of equipment, right. which we also changed the strategy for this product line. And uh, we have just narrowed our portfolio to a few type of equipment only. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, for some solutions, obviously, we still offer gas-fired um, heating system, but uh, we see a more and more interest in uh, using electrical heating system. And also there are some uh, pro development projects to use the combination of hydrogen and natural gas. Yeah? So mm -hmm. this is a direction uh, which we see from uh, suppliers of heating systems, burners, and uh, also our customers are looking yeah. you know, to, to get the... Uh, solutions which are we call it the green solutions yeah, yeah. so i would say that uh, i think in the long term we will not provide uh, combustion systems uh, in the equipment but currently we still have in our portfolio but i don't really see that this will maintain for a long time especially as i said since we changed the strategy for general products for thermal product line right. and uh, we do not uh, use many of the solutions for combustion. So the thermal, uh, specifically here in the United States, Seco Warwick Corporation, for example, which is mm -hmm. the, takes the, yeah. what, what you guys call the, the, the general line, right? Mm -hmm. The non-vacuum yeah. lines. Mo many of those products will be moving from, or you're going to try to transition many of those products from gas fired to electric? Yeah, but for some solutions you cannot. Yeah, yeah. you have to. You have to. You have to uh, have combustion, and uh, we obviously uh, offer uh, melting aluminum melting equipment yeah. and also some um, processing uh, yeah. products. And uh, but we are very flexible, and we can offer various solutions for our customers. And uh, yeah. we always try to adjust our proposal to the right. customer specifications, customer expectations. Yeah. 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 It, 
probably safe to say within the next five to 10 years, you're still going to be doing some combustion related stuff because it's going to be, especially in North America, yeah, it's yeah. going to be demanded. You know, yeah. it's going to be demanded. And the, yeah. and the, as most of the rest of the world knows, we've got relatively yes, cheap energy yeah, over here. That's, that's definitely in Europe, especially with yes. the current situation with the supply of yeah. the natural gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. All right, last question <laughs> for you. So I think I asked you this last time when we were talking. You're obviously enjoying your work, right? Yeah. You enjoy you enjoy your team. You've got a great team, and your your the company is doing well. What excites you personally about the next two, three, four years at Seco Warwick? Ah, good question. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, I have a great team which supports me every day, and and yeah. on the, a lot of challenges we we are facing like every company. Sure. Uh, I love my job. I, I born with the company. I grow up with the company, and so, and uh, I would like to see the company developing, growing with new technologies, uh, and uh, market requests, new solutions. And we have a great R&D teams. One in US, one in in Poland, and we work on the new solutions. And uh, I see that we can change change a lot of industries with our solutions. So this keeps me really, you know, energized every day and. Uh, and to discuss about new technologies, new solutions, and uh, how we can impact the development of various industries, like aerospace, um, energy sector, uh, automotive industry. So uh, I'm proud to see some cars uh, where our components, uh, yeah. I mean, the equipment, our equipment was, was used to manufacture the components which are used in the cars, yeah, in the new solutions, new. Yeah. So this, this keeps me, you know. Keeps uh, you energized, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to enjoy your work. It's good to good to have passion for the future, and yeah. you certainly. I think that I think that trickles down to your organization. You certainly have it. And that's that's great. Exactly. All right, Slavic. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Dad. Yeah, you're al always a gentleman. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode with Slavomir Kozniak. Help us help others by giving Heat Treat Radio a five star review or a like on any platform where you are listening including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and even on our website, where you can find the transcript and both the audio and video of the podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with Shlavomir, head over to www.sikowarwick.com. You can also reach out to me, and I can put you in touch. My email is bethany at heattreattoday.com. What do you want to learn more about on Heat Treat Radio? Email me at bethany at heatreattoday.com. Also, if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, feel free to reach out to me. Again, that's bethany at heatreattoday.com. Heat Treat Radio would like to thank High Pressure Heat Treatment, leading the renaissance of hot isostatic pressing, for sponsoring this episode. Get your free ebook today at www.heatreattoday.com forward slash ebook. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advance written permission from Heat Treat Today. And I'm Bethany Leone. Thank you for listening. Heat Treat Today.